perspective is best, check it out. These are the words that I manifest. I manifest. on all of your social media outlets at all real radio radio we make the world better make the world better you're now tuned in to allrealradio.com where we make the world better everybody, this is Sam Oser, your unconventional journalist, reporting on the movements that fight back Saturdays at 1.30 Central here on All Rural Radio uh, out of Third Ward, Houston. Uh, so joining me today, we have Brandon from Jailhouse Justice. There have been, I mean, the Harris County Jail has been having deaths and killing people for years. Um, but it's starting to get more attention. We're at close to 30 uh, deaths within like last year going into this year. And um, it's gotten so where there's investigations happening. If you listen to my show last weekend, we uh, talked to journalist Arturo who is investigating the Harris County Jail and has been experiencing police surveillance. Um, along with bribery as he is investigating the jail. Um, So with us today is Brandon from Jailhouse Justice to discuss the movement to hold accountability and speak truth to power um, in this this context because it's hellish. Um, Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Um, I do appreciate you taking time to speak on this. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me, Sam. Uh, so, Jailhouse Justice, let's mm-hmm. get straight into that. So, who are you guys? Yeah, for sure. So, Jailhouse Justice is a group of community organizers and volunteers that are focused on bringing attention to the deaths in the Harris County Jail, as well as hold accountable the elected officials that are ignoring or are impacting the deaths that are happening in uh, Harris County Jail. How did you guys come to be? Yeah, so we, uh, as a group of community organizers, were paying attention to what was happening. And one thing that wasn't getting a lot of attention was the deaths that were happening in the jail. Uh, This was last year. Uh, We started getting involved around when there was 24 uh, deaths in the jail. And we ended um, last year with 27 uh, deaths in the jail. But we we saw that and we noticed the lack of attention and the lack of urgency that was being paid uh, by uh, elected officials uh, the media and just like people in general not really noticing what was happening. So um, 
we came together and, and organized a plan on how we can bring attention to this and push for this and bring people into this movement to uh, really, you know, let people know what's happening in the jail and let people know what's happening with their, um, you know, county attorney, with their sheriff, everything like that. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> what are the demands that you guys have been having uh as you guys go along this movement yeah for sure so um we have four demands um right now um the first one is demanding that uh kim og uh hold a special investigation into the county jail uh yeah, yeah sorry that's laughable yes um uh, <laughs> it's it's really to kind of point out the fact of like hey look look at what kim og is doing which is nothing, nothing. so yeah. um but um and really to draw attention to the fact that you know the fbi is coming in now to do an investigation on two of the deaths but mm-hmm. there's still 27 deaths from last year and four already this year that you know aren't getting all the attention that it deserves especially um the way the deaths are happening but uh, that's our first demand. Our second one is uh, body cams for all the um, guards. And that's coming from the already existing budget for the uh, jail. So not taking more money to give more money to them to cover that. They have enough money to cover that. Um, and to actually have those body cams viewable by uh, members of the community and family members of those that are um, in the jail be- so they know what is uh, actually happening to their loved ones. Because a lot of the time something will happen. They don't get told what happens. They, they're not told what happened to their loved one, why their loved one's in the hospital or something like that. Um, the third one is to drop any charges older than nine months with minimal exceptions, um, but also to drop all charges for anyone that, and release immediately, anyone that's considered a child, an adolescent, um, anyone that is in a medically vulnerable community, um, and also people that are in there on like technical violations of probation or mm. their bond. Um, and the last one is really to stop the contracts, uh, that are shipping our community members to other parts of Texas and also out of the state entirely. Um, the county has contracts with jails, uh, in Louisiana, uh, in prisons in Louisiana and West Texas, where they can send, uh, community members from here to those facilities instead, which makes it incredibly difficult to see their loved ones, uh, to see their friends, family, um, attorneys, anything like that, because now they're in a completely different part of the state and it's that much harder to go, go to them. So we want to stop those contracts as well. Yeah. Um, I remember I, so really speaks to like my level of privilege whenever, uh, I didn't realize that there were these specific contracts mm-hmm. that shipped people off to different jails. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just kind of like a, you know, let's see which jail is full or which one has capacity, yeah. but that's not it. No. It's these contracts. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, so, you know, here we are speaking. We're both white um, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. <laughs> and this this issue really affects black and brown mm-hmm. folks and communities. So how is jailhouse justice uh, making sure to center them and uplift them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our community organizers are a diverse uh, group of organizers as well. And we ac- absolutely focus on bringing the family members that are affected by this into the discussion and as the people to talk about this issue and focus on what is happening um, to their loved ones so that it's not just a situation of people coming in and dictating or anything like that, but actually getting involved with the community and drawing attention to these voices and to what is happening in the jail to the loved ones of these people and bring them into um, that organizing work as well and um, into our events, into our vigils, um, uh, film screenings, things like that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I remember I, I've only been to one event that you guys put Mm -hmm. on so far and it was the, the vigil and, uh, listening to, to everybody's stories Mm -hmm. was so jarring. Um, and like, I can't imagine how hard it is for them to, you know, trying to get the message out, having to repeat it over and over and over. Um, that's, yeah, it's insane um so jailhouse justice is still it's still fairly new mm-hmm. like you guys have been around for like what maybe six months yeah yep we started um the vigil was in the 
first month of uh, this year, actually. Um, and uh, we've been working on it for uh, about six months. But yeah, we're fairly new, uh, you know, with the the organizers we have kind of pushing um, the campaign forward. We do have lots of experience um, with that. So it's just a matter of taking that experience and actually really pushing this topic and this subject forward because, um, you know, people hadn't been hearing about it, but now you're seeing more from the work that uh, we're doing. You're seeing more news stories. You're seeing more people um, having to come out and kind of respond to that, including our elected officials with um, what's happening in the jail and how they're going to solve this crisis um, that is continuing to happen. I mean, four deaths already uh, this year and 27 last year, like it, they, they haven't found um, their solution to fix it. And we want to hold them accountable for what they're doing, which currently is, you know, trying to throw more money at police or things like that, but not really focus on, hey, why are there so many people in here in the first place? So quick education moment for mm -hmm. people listening. Um, can we discuss like why there's so many deaths or like the, the conditions in mm -hmm. which these deaths are created? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a mix of things. Um, the first death that we had this year, um, someone was in there on a misdemeanor trespass charge and um, died from a confrontation with a guard was um, kind of the, the explanation that they what? gave. Yeah. Um, a guard killed them, basically? Yeah, that's, without them saying that, yeah. Um, and that's just one of the many things that we're seeing in there. Uh, people that are diabetic are dying from not receiving their insulin um, from the um, staff in there. You have, of course, confrontations with other community members that are in uh, the jail as well because the jail... Um, just kind of has everyone in there together. And when you're at nearly 10,000 people in there, uh, people are basically sleeping, you know, on top of each other. Um, and we've heard stories from within the jail too, where the guards will come through and um, when they need to check areas, they'll just throw everyone's stuff in a big pile in the middle of the room and check the area and then walk away. And everyone else has to go get their stuff out of that pile, which is going to lead to to confrontations or issues as people are trying to collect their things out of this basically large pile in the middle of the room that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a mix of um, lack of healthcare access, yep. which I mean, that's the American way yep. anyway. Um, and then just like more police brutality yeah. is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And now we have, um, you know, the sheriff coming out and saying, oh, we need more money for, you know, more guards. We need to pay them more. We need to have these incentives for them to stick around while not confronting what's actively happening uh, in the jail at the same time. Yeah. And you were, you talked about earlier the access to um, video footage mm -hmm. from like the jail and then what the guards yeah. have on. Um, how, like, first of all, it's, it's both like stupid, surprising, but not surprising that we don't already have access to these like mm -hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, but how has that been going on that front? So, um, recently the county commissioners have passed some additional funding to try to confront what is happening in the jail. And one of, uh, Sheriff Gonzalez's requests is to have body cams for these, um, deputies that are in there. But what's lacking from that is that the fact that our demand says we don't want more money for this, just take the money you already have. But also there's no way to say the family members are able to view this and, one of the things that we can see from police brutality across this country um, and what happens in jails and prisons across this country is that there's always a way for them to turn the camera off or yeah. it seems to not be working in the moment something happens. And this is our way to kind of say, hey, there has to be some accountability because even if you have cameras in the jail, they know where those cameras face and they know which way they're pointing and how they can avoid having something caught on the camera. So this is a way where we're saying, hey, family members should be actively able to view this. But, you know, it's it's something that they don't really want family members to be able to see because then they can hold them accountable in real time rather than the way that they're currently approaching it, was, which is just having these deaths occur and then not really diving into why the death happened or anything like that or prevent giving as much information as they can to the family to try to resolve the issue. Damn. Yeah. 
Well, um, let's take a quick little music break and then uh, we'll get into Kim Og's role in all of this nonsense. What's up, folks? You're tuned in live to All Real Radio. This is Ryan Vernell here, the host of The Ryan Show FM, letting you know that you should be getting your day started with All Real with Trey Brew, hosted by Drew Evans and D. Lopez. Be sure to tune in right here to All Real Radio Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard. Sip on this. Start your day with Trey Brew. And check us out on the web at allrealradio.com. And don't forget that the app for All Real Radio is completely free and available now on both iPhones and Androids. Check your app store. Now let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Let's go. Bright moments. Bright moments always come back vivid. The fifth grade was epic. Citywide test pressure. The pre-crack era. Mr. Showman, what a prick Attitude matches wardrobe, uglier than sin This is Bed-Stuy 82 Ninth floor, three tiny rooms, one view Bucktown, Roosevelt House They green grass is green, our green grass is brown Shots rang, my phone wasn't touched on Heavy beef in the street, E.T. had to flee Great heavens, good grief Hungry bellies, bright gold on their teeth Windows on the app look like sad eyes. The fix a sharp gaze on you when you pass by. And if you're there to stare, you can see him cry. You can watch him scowl, feel him prowl. While in steady sizing every inch about you. Fast math measuring what you amount to. The laughter, the screams, the number roll, the song of songs, the book of dreams. Ends don't meet where the arms can't reach. Mean streets, even when it's free, it ain't cheap. Ongoing saga, terminal diagnosis, basic survival requires super heroics. No space in the budget for a cake. It's when you gotta fly by night to save the day. Crash landings routinely happen. Some survive, others never rise from the ashes. Watching asphalt and observing the Sabbath creates an ecstatic, and there you have it. From teenage love, praying tongues, strange fruit, valley boots, and native drums. From hence I come, so here we go. Signs and wonders all along the road. Some lies open, some lies closed. Some stretches roll with no lies at all. Some riders don't know what they ride for. Hands on the wheel and their mind is gone. Whatever you ride, whatever you lane, this road called life is a beautiful thing. And we are alive in amazing times. Delicate hearts, diabolical minds, revelations, hatred, love, and war, and more and more and more and more and more of less than ever before. It's just too much more for your mind to absorb. It's scary like hell, but there's no doubt we can't be alive in no time. But now, it's just another shot to the heart. It's just a short shot in the dark. It's just another place in the stars. Wonders on every side. You can feel it all over the world. 
shot to the heart It's just a short shot in the dark It's just another place in the stars Wonders on every side Life in marvelous times Life in marvelous times Now This is a little story about poetry and symmetry. It lived happily ever after. And we're back. So we are here with uh, with Brandon with Jailhouse Justice, talking about the movement to hold accountability and speak truth to power of um, the Harris County jail system and how they're just like you know killing people. <laughs> yep. Um. So. Kim Og, our district attorney of Harris County, um, you know, she's been the center of quite a bit of all of this push and pull and accountability because she's playing a huge role mm-hmm. in um, the incarceration, incarceration, incarceration and the carceral state. Um, so what has the experience been with her as you guys um, de- demand justice uh, for people. Not a good one, uh, <laughs> we'll say. Yes. Um, so, actually, when we look at the vigil, uh, when that was reported on, um, they the Chronicle reached out to uh, Og's office and asked for a comment. And it was the equivalent of, we'll look into it. Which was kind of an eye-opening thing to say, you've had you had 27 deaths last year and your comment about it is we'll look into it. Like you don't know that that's actively happening in the Harris County jail, which they do. Um, since then though, we, um, uh, had a chance to go to the CJCC, the criminal justice coordinating council. I believe it is. It's a group of, uh, elected officials, both on the County and Houston level, as well as some, um, community organizations um, and like the deputy's office, things like that. And um, we had a chance to go in there and speak. And we were told the night before, hey, y'all get three minutes um, to speak on your topic. Each of you, each of the speakers will get three. When we arrived, when it was finally our time to speak, we were each told we have one minute and we're cut off mid uh, speech every time. And um, we were hitting on our demands and things like that. And afterwards, um, Kim Og came over to basically lecture us on how we're actually supposed to do this uh, and how we're actually supposed to do community organizing and things like that, um, which was an experience, uh, very (laughs) condescending um, and um, really um, has led us to look at more of, of what she's been doing and what she's continuing to do, which is against her public statements around how she's, you know, trying to, to deal with what's happening at the jail, um, which we can definitely get more into as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's so far been our experience with Kim Og. So what, what's the goal of the council? What are they supposed to be doing apparently? Um, it seems like they're supposed to be having box lunches um, most of the time. That's basically what they were there to do that day, it seemed. Um, but they are meant to really be looking at um, the jail and the criminal justice system in Harris County and approach uh, what's happening there and find ways to solve the problems that they're seeing. Um, but really, when we were there, it was quite surprising to see how much of the meeting was really just them talking about oh let's look into this plan in three years or like let's spend some time to look at this and see how we want to proceed for something that will happen five years down the road uh, so it's like well, let's make a committee to make a committee yeah to make a committee yeah to look at this at some point exactly exactly so not from our experience there not much has been getting done we were also told that we were the first public speakers to come in or for public comment um yeah. in the existence of the council 
Um, and it's been around for a minute. It's not something that's just popped up in the last couple of years. Like it's, mm. it's been here and we're one of the first people to come in and, and give public comment. Wow. Um, and that's how they approach it right off the bat is to say each of you get one minute after having phone calls that say, you know, you get three minutes yeah. and, um, and especially speaking on such an important topic, which is people dying in, in our County jail. Like, yeah. yeah. So jailhouse justice did, uh, record a video of this interaction, uh, between them and Kim Og. But before we get into that video real quick, could you just education moment, describe, um, Kim Og's role as district attorney in her relationship with the Harris County jail? Yeah. Like what, what is she supposed to be doing with the jail? She's putting people in there. Like what's going on? Yeah. So, you know, people get arrested. They'll go in there. They need to go in front of a judge. You'll have prosecutors that are saying they should, you know, have X number of dollars they have to pay, um, to get out on, on bail or bond. Um, and really prosecuting those cases. Um, but one of the big thing, things they can do too, is also just dismiss a case and say, Hey, you know, we don't want to pursue this. Um, whatever the police or sheriff uh, is, uh, sheriff's deputies are bringing them. Um, so Kim Og really oversees um, all of that. That whole process. Yeah, that whole process. Her, and her office. Exactly. Her staff. Yep, yep. And the prosecutors that are within there um, and kind of acts as, you know, the public face um, of that office um, and is the one that kind of decides how they're going to pursue things and how they're going to approach. Um, you know, letting com- community members out of the jail or keeping more community members in there, putting more in there, things like that. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this video. I am queuing it up. We are not prevention. Okay, but you, so, you understand you have some role in, in the process. Yeah, I, I'm really trying to help here, and I, I don't think you're trying to be helped. I, I want you to be helped. Okay. You've got different processes, all right, and you have different responsible people. So, what I think would be useful is if you just understood statutorily who's where. We're a system of 10 different players. Yeah. Well, so the part where, um, you know, she says, you know, I can see you guys are busy. Uh, I'll let you get to it. Somebody, you, you were saying like their Apple Watch had just like dinged. And yeah. They just looked at their Apple Watch real quick. Yeah. One of the organizers with Jailhouse Justice had a, a smart watch on. They glanced at their watch and that's where she went really. And then tried to like end the conversations because they glanced at their watch, um, which seemed more of an excuse to get out of it than anything or try to turn it around on us. Yeah. Um, well, because you guys were asking, you know, like how, like, preventing this from happening yeah. and she clearly says like this we we are not prevention yeah well then what are you yeah, yeah. if not prevention yeah i'm and when we were there when we were speaking we were looking a lot of the time directly at her because she is one of the people that is responsible for the problems that we have in the jail right now and she came over afterwards trying to you know give this vibe or feeling that she's you know just like us and you can hear her say in the video i'm oh i'm I'm also a citizen too too." and it's like you're the elected official that's putting community members behind bars like you're the person that's filling the the jails and prisons around here so don't pretend that you're you know just like us um oh speaking of that though could you speak to the state bill that she's currently lobbying for yeah, so she, she, as you could hear in that video, says to us, like, oh, I'm, you know, you need to know how this works and da, 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 da. Well, at the same time, she's going to Austin to 
basically lobby on behalf of SB 1318. And this is a Senate bill that mandates judges um, basically still set a cash bond, cash bail, um, regardless of flight risk or danger or anything like that. On top of that, it also gives prosecutors the ability to say, oh, that's that amount isn't high enough to a judge, to tell the judge that actually they need to set a higher amount for this individual person. And one of the biggest things on with that, it just keeps getting worse as I read through it, is um, they want to um, basically create like a felony offense for minor violations of like their uh, the rules that someone has to follow when they're out on bond or bail. Um, and um, they can get thrown in for a felony conviction for anything from like missing a curfew. Uh, not having steady employment, drinking, things like that. So while she's talking to us and saying, oh, or to the public in general saying, oh, I'm trying all these things to lower the the jail population, at the same time, she's lobbying on behalf of things that would put people in jail and put them in there for longer. Because one of the things that we can see is who is impacted by having to pay money to get out of jail are working class folks working class community members that can't afford that well wealthier people can pay it and get out yeah so she knows who it's going to keep in there so she comes to us at these meetings or she'll come to people out in the community and talk to them and say oh i'm doing all this work well behind the scenes she's in austin lobbying republicans and democrats to keep more people in jail and prison not just in harris county but across the entire state well see and like that's not regular citizen work right like a normal citizen going to citizen lobby day in austin does not yield that much power or privilege Mm -hmm. at the capitol yeah whereas like you know she's the district attorney of the third largest most populated county in the u.s Mm -hmm. and that in itself is a lot of privilege for her to go to talk to all these politicians to lobby for this um, so what incentive does she have to keep people in jail or to add more people to jail? More money for her office. Um, you know, that ability to, when election uh, time comes around, she can portray herself as what we saw in the last election, which is this like law and order mentality. Um, that keeping seems to... crime off the streets. That's exactly. what she told me when I trolled her at yeah. the Alley Theater. Yeah, she, uh, you know, we have to do this because it keeps, you know, the quote-unquote criminals behind bars but in reality a lot of the time these are you know low-level offenses for someone that just can't afford to leave the jail so instead of saying hey maybe we should find a way to make sure 27 people don't die in our county jail which is the highest in the country instead she wants to put more people in there and we can see from her calls for more funding or things like that that they're not calls for more funding to lower the jail population. They're calls for more funding to get ready to put more people in jail and prosecute more cases and demand higher amounts of money for these people to actually get out um, and be around their friends and family while they're awaiting their court hearing. And see, for for folks listening, like the, if we just take a moment to take a step back and look at our system from a bigger picture, if you look at lack of healthcare access, look at um, jobs, inflation, um, and like just the police state in general, if we take a step like a holistic view of everything, you can see how as people fight for better wages, for healthcare, for education, why there is incentive holistically for the corporate state to want to incarcerate and put people in jail so that they do not have autonomy to fight back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's part of a bigger picture. We're we're super focusing on this microcosmic uh, issue here in Harris County, but I think it's important for everybody to just be cognizant of how it fits in with the bigger picture of things because it all it's all just like insane yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely and and it's it's quite interesting seeing what kim og goes after because again it's always it's always people that are in 
working class neighborhoods, poor communities, things like that. She's not going after ultra wealthy people that are going after their employees or things like that. Instead, she's going and filling these jails and prisons with our community members um, and just trying to do more of that and trying to find more reason to throw people behind bars uh, for as long as she possibly can. She's not out here for the people. She's out here for, for herself and for the people that fund her campaign. Yeah. And like when we take it into account, um, you know, how many times like corporations like steal money from wages. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a national issue, but we can't pretend it isn't an issue like in Harris County as well. Um, also, like how workers are treated. You know, I'm thinking about like the building of the ION um, when I think it was the Millam painters. Um, I forget, I'm for, I, their name's escaping me right now, but it was a contract company where the painters were going into paint and they were getting paid like $5 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the construction workers, um, where is the accountability to those, um, corporate corporations and those CEOs and those bosses? Um, like she's like, you know, using her power to defend community members yep. from greed anyway. Things to think about, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, she. Um, I think we'll see her continue to push for um, harsher and harsher things to happen to community members. Um, we can see. Um, I believe it was from 2020 to 2021. The state of Texas, I believe it was the state of Texas, saw a two percent increase. In felony charges, and in Harris County, you saw a 25% increase in felony charges under Kim Og. So you can really see how she's fighting for the people with that, when in reality, she's just trying to put more people um, in the jail. Well, and it's just so crazy. Like, if we just flipped it on its head for a second, like, what would life be like between the Harris County commissioners and the district attorney? What would life be like if they actually went after corporate greed? Right. You know, like they can use these positions to go after people profiting off the back of laborers. Yeah. This this isn't this isn't some made up reality that yeah. I'm just like talking about. This is something that can actually do and that's what these positions are actually for. Yeah. Um but anyway. Yeah. That's the point of jailhouse justice, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like um it's not like the commissioners are giving money to Gonzalez and Og and the sheriff's office and the prosecutor's office without knowing specifically what type of people those offices are going to go after. It's like you're saying, they're not going to go after the bosses that are stealing your wages. They're not going to go after CEOs. They're not going to go after polluting companies or things like that. Right. Instead, they're going to go after uh, the working class person, the poor person that's, uh, you know, in a bad situation and they're going to try to keep them in a jail where people are staying in there for incredibly long periods of time, even just waiting to have a case heard. And see, that's crazy, right? Like that's something that blew my mind when I learned about it, maybe like two years ago was Mm -hmm. like, people are just being held in jail while they're waiting for the Mm -hmm. trial date. And that could be like a week to a year. Yep. It's like, it's indefinite. And that's, that's not democratic. That's Mm -hmm. not freedom. Like, You can't just be holding people in jail while they wait for their trial date. No. And, <laughs> and that's, I mean, it comes back to her sponsoring SB 1318, which is specifically trying to keep more people in jail while waiting for their court hearing and trying to set higher and higher things. And if saying it, it's, it's ridiculous that she wants to say that her office should basically get to decide if a judge has set a high enough cash amount for someone to get out of jail, like that's yeah. So the the yeah. first I have like little little antagonistic voices in my head, <laughs> and I'm hearing them say, you know, well, what about the rapists? What mm-hmm. about the murderers? What about the mm-hmm. drunk drivers? Mm-hmm. The, the chronic ones, mm-hmm. um, the ones that are actually posing a danger to to our community. Oh, shouldn't, wouldn't we want to keep them in jail while we wait for their trial? That's not who they're targeting though. (laughs) That's the thing. Like that's (laughs) people, that's, that's something that you get a lot, especially when you do this work is you get a lot of people pointing and like, oh, well, what about this? Or what about that? And it's like, okay, but you're not looking at the overall population that is in this jail. You're not looking at 
the people that are being held in here, which they would have a, their mental health would be better. Their overall physical health would be better. If they were at home with their friends and family, their ability to maintain a job. And that's one of the things that when we look at, um, what she's pushing for is she's saying, oh, well, these minor violations, such as not being able to maintain employment, how imagine how difficult it is to maintain employment when you're actively waiting on a case to happen mm. or you've been in jail for so long waiting for it. Now you have to find a new job or wait in jail for so long waiting for this to happen. Now you have to find a new job and you get out of jail or prison and you have to find a job like all these things, she she actively knows what it's going to cause, which is a ballooning of the jail and prison population Yeah, by enforcing this stuff. Well, like, and the reason that antagonistic voice came into my head is because that's what I largely hear mm-hmm. from people. Like, mm-hmm. the, the fear of having actual criminals without understanding the population of the jail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that speaks to the effective PR campaign mm-hmm. that our criminal justice system has implemented. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, let's take a quick break and then we're going to wrap it up by learning more about Brandon and like, uh, how to get involved as an organizer or even just like helping out in any which way. We want the real story and less than one week, one whole city went homeless. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. See, the thing is, people don't know where to go now. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, the air condition must be good because I haven't had any in five days. Uh, and maybe it's maybe there's some, some smoke coming out of the air conditioning units that's clogging some folks' uh, you know, their vision. Have you but talked with the president? I've talked directly with the president. She killed oh, me, man. I ain't saying he's a gold with no broken. Me, I ain't saying he a gold digger. He ain't messing with no broke George Bush don't like black people. Yeah. George Bush don't like black people. George, like George Bush don't like black people. George Bush don't like black people. Hurricane came through. I fucked us up round here. Government acting like it's bad luck down here. All I know is that you better bring some trucks round here. Wonder why I got my middle finger up round here. People lives on the line. You declining the help. Since you taking so much time, we surviving ourselves. Just me and my pets and my kids and my spouse. Trapped in my own house looking for a way out. Five days in this hope for them get at it. Can't use the cell phone, I keep getting static. Dying cause they lie instead of telling us the truth. Other day the helicopters got my neighbors off the roof. Off the school cause they said they're coming back for us too. That was three days ago, I don't see no rescue. See a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Since God made the path and I'm trying to walk through. Right? Swam to the store trying to look for food. Corner stores kind of flooded so I broke my way through. I got what I could but before I got through the news said police shot a black man trying to leave. Don't like black people. George Bush don't like black people. George Bush don't like black people. George Bush don't like black people. Like yeah, like yeah, I ain't saying he a gold Vacation sitting patiently. Them black folks gotta hope, gotta wait and see if FEMA really comes through in an emergency. But nobody seems to have a sense of urgency. Now the mayor's been reduced to crying. I guess Bush said he's been used to dying. He said, I know it looks bad, just have to wait. Forgetting folks were too broke to evacuate. Chicken starving and they dying the thirst. I bet he had to go and check on the refineries first. Oh, making a killing off the price of gas. He would have been up in Connecticut twice as fast. After all that we've been through, nothing's changed. You can call Red Cross, but the fact remains that George Bush ain't a gold digger. But he ain't fucking with no broke digger. George Bush ain't a gold digger. But he ain't fucking with no broke digger. Come down, Bush, come on, come down. 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 George Bush ain't a gold digger. Don't like me, George Bush don't like me. 
English don't like black. Come down, George, come on, come down. 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 There has never been progress. Advancement in society, in science, in religion, in medicine, without the loss of life. It seems as though in the plan of God. And this is Sam Oser, your unconventional journalist. We are wrapping up an interview with Brandon uh, with Jailhouse Justice. Jailhouse Justice is a relatively new group that is organizing to hold accountability and speak truth to power to the deaths that have been happening in the Harris County Jail. Uh, so thank you again so much for joining me over this period of time um, to just talk about all of this and provide education uh, where education is needed. How did you get involved in organizing and how long have you been doing it? Yeah. Um, well, first again, thanks for, for having me and for giving the chance to talk about Jailhouse. Um, I got involved in organizing um, a little bit later than I think most people do. I was like in my mid to, to late 20s and was doing some like political organizing, doing campaign work and things like that. And um, just got involved with that, worked in politics for a little bit and kind of saw what it was like um, behind the scenes with, uh, with uh, political campaigns and decided that, you know, I didn't want to continue to do that work and got involved in... Um, in socialist organizing, um, in, uh, my community and with, with other organizers, um, and focusing on, uh, the issues that are really actually impacting the people and not just, you know, trying to raise money for that, that next campaign cycle to, to make promises that, that won't be lived up to. Um, what made yeah. you want to get involved in politics? Like what was your first campaign? Um, I did, I was in Minnesota at the time and I was working like a local, like state level race basically. But, mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of, um, I had grown up during the, the like first Obama, um, that was the first time I could vote was, um, uh, for, for his campaign. And I grew up in Iowa, so I got to do, take part in the, uh, Iowa caucuses, which are quite a thing. Yeah. Um, caucuses uh, are a thing. Yes. Insane. Yeah. 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 Um, so kind of just experiencing that and seeing what it was like, I just, I got more involved and that's what kind of led me to that and um was interesting for me though is like with um the like mainstream kind of political organizing i got really disillusioned with that but when i started doing organizing socialist organizing organizing you know with the people um just energized me uh and something that you know um a lot of people will be like you know i just worked all day this is you know like I'm, I'm pretty tired and this just is something that can really give you that energy that you can see, um, how you're impacting, um, other people, other people that you know in your community, um, and in your city, in your county, your state, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so right now for you, mm-hmm. organizing is not a full-time thing. No, no, no. Um, I, uh, work and then uh in my free time i organize with jailhouse justice and um you know push this this campaign forward um and that's the same deal with with everyone that's involved with jailhouse justice we're all you know we got people that are waking up at 3 a.m to go to work we got people that are working late shifts we got you know just people all across the board doing different types of of what they need to do to to pay rent and pay bills and then focusing on you know, how can we bring attention to this and how can we bring the people out to take part in this? Yeah. And so, so like something I try to like remind folks is like they can spend, you know, 10 hours of volunteer work, Mm -hmm. you know, contributing, or they can spend 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what does the workload, uh, look like for different members of the, the coalition you guys have? Yeah. I mean, you've got, um, some people that are that are all in, they're like, any free, free time I have, let me do, uh, you know, what I can. But um, that's not, you know, if, if you talk to one of our organizers, that's not what we're going to sign you up for right, right. off the bat. Um, exactly. Uh, but 
It can look, uh, you know, we have, we do a variety of things. We'll do outreach, um, you know, going out, putting up posters, um, talking to people, uh, getting people signed up to volunteer and work with, with jailhouse justice. And, um, that can really be, um, you know, an hour on a Saturday, something like that, a couple hours on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's better for you to do it during the week, you can do that as well. But then, um, you know, we'll have, future upcoming events that that you can definitely um attend you know whether that's protests vigils um study groups film screenings we did a um before the vigil we did a film screening of attica um to really talk about that and the overall kind of grand scheme of of this country and and how it works and just it's as simple as coming out to that and and talking talking to people that are there and even just talking to your neighbors you know you can talk to your neighbors about what you're you're hearing about what's going on in the jail what you're hearing about kim og what you're hearing about ed gonzalez things like that um because you're not really going to see it talked about uh many other places and it's it's a shame that that's the case but it's important to really let the people that you know know what's going on yeah well and i think there's a lot of um what's the word i don't want to say power again but there's there's a lot of umph. <laughs> oh gosh, it's a Saturday, y'all. Um, to being able to talk to to be educated about these topics mm-hmm. and to talk to other people about it. Yep. Um, it's very frustrating, and trying to come up with ways to tackle these conversations can be hard. But if you know about it and you know that somebody else doesn't know about it, that they're being ignorant on the topic, it's always good to try to educate on it. Mm-hmm. And like the reason being is because like you said, no one's really talking about it. Yeah. Um, and the more awareness we have, the more collective awareness we have, yeah. the more chance there is for collective action. Yeah. So I think that's just so important. Yeah. And I, I think too, when we think about being educated on the topic, a lot of people will will talk to us and they'll be like, oh, you know so much about like what's going on with the, the jails. It's like, yeah, that's a lot of my free time is is dedicated to this, but that's not what we expect of everyone. That's what, you know, you shouldn't expect that of yourself. I think that sometimes people get disillusioned or discouraged mm. uh, with organizing work because they think they have to know everything. And you really don't. No, no, yeah. it's just, it's just important to kind of have an idea of what's going on and, and, for this campaign in particular, it's as easy enough to hit on the fact that, you know, 31 people have died since the start of 2022. We've got four deaths this year. We're on track to, you know, be way higher than 27 again. And the fact that that was the most deaths in a jail in the entire country and no one's talking about it really until, you know, more attention got brought to it. Um, is is something that shows that we really just need to continue to talk to our neighbors, our friends, our family um, about what's going on because you tell one person, they're going to tell someone else as well. Yeah, and well, I think what's important too is like you guys already have like a structure going on. Mm-hmm. You guys already have a campaign, a movement going on. So anybody listening, you're not alone. You don't have to start from scratch yep. on any of this. There's already groups and people. And if you're listening and you're like, well, you know, jailhouse justice, that sounds cool, but maybe I need to go to the vigils or mm-hmm. whatever to learn more. But they don't really seem like me. Like uh, maybe there's like another group, you yeah. know, there probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's the point of all of this is like, you're just, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not alone. <Yeah. laughs> well, and, and for us too, one of the things is, um, when, uh, on our Instagram, um, which is at jailhouse justice, um, there is a link there where you can, you can sign up, um, and add your name and get involved. And, um, you know, if you're interested in, in learning more and having like a conversation with one of the organizers, we're always happy to sit down and, and really talk about how you want to get involved and everything like that. Um, more than happy to, to take the time. I've had quite a few cups of coffee at 6 p.m., which is not my normal time to have coffee, but um, it's, it's a great chance to really um, meet other people that are in this struggle and get involved with, with this struggle and other community struggles that are happening as well. Yeah. 
Is uh, before we end the show, mm-hmm. is there anything, any last tidbits that you really want people to know, whether it's an upcoming action or just anything that you want to say? Yeah. Um, I'll plug the Instagram again uh, at it. Jailhouse Justice. Um, you can see any of our upcoming events there. You can also, we, we do put out some information on kind of what's happening as well, um, especially with uh, Aug's office or the commissioners, um, anything that's coming out of the county government. Um, so that's an opportunity to, to learn more and get involved there. Um, and really, I think, yeah, just keep, keep paying attention, keep holding the elected officials accountable. Uh, know that, you know, when Kim Ogg's out there talking about how um, she's trying hard to lower the jail population behind the scenes, she's actually trying to put more people in there. So uh, it's just important to keep that up. But yeah, again, just follow us on Instagram at Jailhouse Justice. And that's it, folks. Uh, if you missed the end of this interview and you're like, oh, dang, there's a movement to hold the county jail uh, accountable for all their deaths and all the shenanigans they're up to, you can replay this interview. Uh, look up Unconventional Journalist wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be up there for replay along with links on how to get connected with Jailhouse Justice. Thank you again so much. Thank you. <laughs> Just for you.